Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Elections in Taiwan, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression. There's a lot of global instability just in time for primary season. Have you sheltered your savings from potential major setbacks to the economy? It's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold, and the Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. Just text COAST to 989898 for a free info kit. Text COAST to 989898 today. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. As I mentioned, we've been hearing about AI and the emergence of AI for a lot of years now, but suddenly it's like a front burner issue in Washington at the G7 event. The Bilderbergers are talking about it. It's being debated in the labs of Silicon Valley and uh, it's been coming a long time, but suddenly it's front burner. And Brian Rumley has been one of the people who's responsible for that. Brian, I can't believe this is the first time you've been on Coast, but we're so glad to have you here. Well, George, what an honor. Uh, just a uh, pleasure to be here and um, love this subject. And I think we have so much to cover. So oh, we sure do. Uh, it is definitely top of the top of the mind for people right now. I've seen tweets of yours. I love your Twitter feed. It covers so much ground on a whole bunch of different topics, but it seems like I remember seeing one that refers to you uh, diving into AI issues in the late 70s. What, were you 13 years old at the time? Yeah, yeah I was a young guy and um, actually found um, some early NASA uh, open source, well, everything NASA theoretically was open source uh, software called Clips which was really an expert system. And um, I was able to get it uh, to run on PCs and just fell in love with the concept of an early form of AI. And uh, back then, getting it to answer questions uh, very rudimentary was 
was quite interesting, nowhere near what we're capable of doing today, but it it uh, allowed me to sort of ride that wave of um, different technologies that had come, and some left, you know, some just were dead ends. And now we're in what are, what are called large language models, which is a very interesting way that we got to this to this place in uh, artificial intelligence. As I've shared with you privately, I'm kind of a techno knucklehead. I, I'm not, not very tech savvy, um, so I'm going to ask questions that are probably pretty basic uh, for sure. a guy with with your knowledge of this. But I think our audience is probably where I am, a, a lot of them anyway, and concerned about the scary headlines that we all see about AI. And, uh, you know, we've all seen uh, the Terminator movies. We know what Skynet means. And, and so I wanted to get a sense from you where things are and where they're headed. And let's start with sort of the positive spin on this. Can you give me a sense of, uh, because you do have a positive view of AI and where it's, where it's going. Can you give me a sense of what changes are likely because of AI and its emergence, uh, what it will mean for individuals? First of all, well, I, I'll take the furthest view at, at to start with, and 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 I call this the undiscovered territory or terra incognita in, in Latin. Um, the AI that we have today is generating emergent um, capabilities that even the scientists that have been putting this together and, and building it in their labs and now releasing it are rather shocked about some of the capabilities, and we can talk about that. Um, they call it AI hallucinations, but in a lot of ways I call it AI creativity, uh, not human creativity, but it's creativity in some form. Um, where it is at this point is sort of a, a contradiction of two... Uh, two different polar opposites. Most of AI that we're using right now is in the cloud. It's not on your device. It's, it's called out on a big server. Your questions, um, which are called prompts, are sent to this large server. It runs on very large computers. There are um, specialty uh, processors, otherwise known as graphics processors that happen to do very well on the, the mathematics necessary to make these things happen by building models, that's vector math, and by actually responding to these, uh, uh, to these prompts. And then there is the local models, which are just recently have come out. Uh, literally, we're talking about the last two months this has taken place. And the local models are privately held on your computer have a corpus of data which is sort of like a low-resolution capability of the entire um, data set that all of these large language models were trained on. So we're basically saying most of human knowledge that was uh, sort of slurped up from the Internet to build these models. How we were able to get it down to 4 gigabytes to 8 gigabytes of hard disk space and run locally is still a rather deep debate on, on how that was achieved because we were told that it was going to be terabytes, petabytes of data to be able to have the outputs that we're getting from local models. And my belief is local models empower individuals because they can develop a relationship with their local AI, ultimately train it so that it can become 
uh, familiar with that person's outlook, their goals, their missions, their beliefs, and 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 maybe even guidance to some certain level as these uh, become more like personal assistants and agents. And in my view, the more it knows about you, the more it has to be secured, encrypted, and never touching the internet. And um, that's sort of antithetical in the direction where most of uh, the internet has gone. It's it's all based on this idea of, of cloud. So we're we're kind of going in opposite directions. But the open source community, the very same community that built most of what the internet is running on. In fact, almost all the major operating systems are built on a Linux slash Unix um, uh, sort of basis. Uh, that was open source, and the open source community is building this personal AI. And instead of having maybe 100 people at a company, tens and thousands of people are taking these uh, models and, and building them to such a level that almost daily we're seeing landmarks that are being set and milestones that are being broken through. So most of the AI that I'm very positive about is the AI that we will hold in our hands at some point. And that's rapidly approaching. It's going to break all models of advertising. It's going to break all models of how we would, you know, exist with a device. Because once you're training an AI model, this would be the most personal thing that you would never want to be separate from. Um, you know, there's a lot of good with that. Of course, even that has some bad. But um, you know, this type of, I call it intelligence amplification. I took AI and reversed it. Because ultimately, that's what I think we're seeing in these models is human intelligence amplified and reflected back to us in this grand mirror. So that's, um, that's the two different types of AI that I see out there. We can go down each path if you'd like. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. 
and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Sure. Well, I mean, for, I, okay, let's say I develop my own individual AI and it's, it's like my other brain uh, that I can, you know, it does stuff for me. What does it do? How, how does it help me in a, my daily life? So let's, let's go from the theoretical and the perfect world. So in the perfect world, you were born with a camera and microphone, as bizarre as this sounds, uh, sort of on your shoulder and it follows you for your entire life. And it, it records every book you've ever read, every movie you've ever seen, every song you've ever heard, every conversation you've ever had, again, with permission and, and maybe a social contract to understand that there's not a recording device to play back, but a recording device to catalog your life, to database your life. And um, every interaction, everything that you've ever experienced is in this device. So not only, A, is it memory, B, it's the ability for you to interact with the context of your interactions. So it will start making connections between different books that you've read that you would have maybe have made on your own, but maybe you wouldn't, and you would have a conversation with it. I'm, I'm a proponent of what I call a voice-first or voice AI, ultimately, because I believe that's the ultimate interface to have a conversation like, like we are. The human brain is designed to have conversation. Um, in fact, for us to write something, we have to translate our inner monologue. All of us have a voice in our head. When we're reading a piece of paper, we're actually hearing a voice in our head, which may or may not be our own. We can get into that sort of research. That's very interesting because we're going to start having to answer some of these questions about what is human language, where did it really come from, and, uh, and what's AI doing with it. Uh, but basically, it's following you, you, you your entire life. That's the theory, and that becomes your intelligence amplifier. Now, the other side of this is your wisdom keeper, and what's that? The sum total of all of your knowledge after you've passed on. Where does that go? Who do you give it to? And what value does it have? Is it you in an AI? Is it some kind of sentient life? I don't think so, but would it be able to ask, answer a question of what would George Knapp say about this? Perhaps, very much like uh, ChatGPT does about answering a question of what maybe Albert Einstein would say about you know, this new discovery in physics. It'll be pulling ideas and, and, and let's say, resonances of what your uh, essence was and sort of drumming up a response. And um, this is sort of what uh, Pierre Tiladard de Chardin um, came up with uh, with the neurosphere and, um, and uh, the omega point. And what Chardin basically uh, predicted back in the early uh, 1900s, uh, he was a, um, a Jesuit priest. He said that the geosphere which represents inanimate matter, is a first uh, sphere. The biosphere, which is the biology of, you know, the, uh, uh, that we're living under right now in, on Earth. And then the neurosphere, which is a human thought, human wisdom, human knowledge connection. So if you were to pass, 
and you left your wisdom keeper available to be connected to others, you now have a newer sphere. You now have this ability to have the essence of different individuals connect. Now, obviously, you don't want certain private bits of information out there, things that you might find embarrassing and uh, that sort of thing. And that can be not only edited out, it could be, in a, in a sense, deleted. But the sum total of your knowledge may be retained. And it's a sort of modern library of Alexandria that maybe this time wouldn't get destroyed. So that's, that's the big picture of it. What we can do now that we're in different phases of life, well, you have a local AI that reads all of your emails, that everything that's on your hard drive, any context it can get from you, and start forming ideas and opinions. Now, again, the idea is to hold this down in a blockchain, very similar to Bitcoin. Uh, make it encrypted. It, very difficult to get access to, even if you have all of the passwords and things of that nature. So it is completely private and, and, and safe, but of course, perhaps still hackable. Everything electronic is. But you, you're taking great measures. And at that point, you can have a dialogue with your context, the things that you've experienced. And the insights that you get from that are quite phenomenal. It's sort of research I've been doing to that level for over a decade. And the intelligence amplification you get from this is uh, something that I would want every human being who wants it to have it. Uh, I, I think it, it will give you armor to protect you from the world that we're in and entering in, uh, and the ability to sort through the information overload that every uh, person in the modern world is facing at this point. <laughs> and it's, it's just uh, scheduled to go up logarithmically as AI starts generating so much content. This is the bad side of AI we'll get to generating so much content, so much noise, that you're going to need not only to train yourself to higher and higher levels of discernment, but you're going to need an intelligence amplifier just to be able to wade through the world. So, <laughs> so that's where it's kind of going, and that's the premise of it. So much of uh, what has happened in the last, what seems like three or four months, this explosion, chat GPT, it's a novelty. People view it as a novelty. They're asking Philosophical questions try to stump uh, stump AI, or you know, occasionally get an answer that's useful, or playing games. You know, something that you had predicted a long time ago that people would use it to create music. Yeah, I've seen, I've heard some Beatles songs that are pretty interesting over the last couple of months that sound a heck of a lot like the Beatles singing singing songs that they'd never recorded. It's uh, uh, are you encouraged by that part of it? Um. I am I am really uh, bifurcated by this whole scenario. I I really believe that um, you have to have the ownership of yourself, and I think we have to have a mature conversation, uh, not just among politicians and legal scholars, but across basically everybody. Do you own you? Do you own your DNA? Do you own your intestinal flora? Do you own uh, your likeness, your voice? Uh, the creative output of your mind, uh, if somebody ever were to be able to read your mind, is that your property, right? Um, 
I think we really need to have that discussion much sooner than any of the discussions that are taking place about AI as terrible and, and, and the matrix and things like that. Um, that's, that's number one. If that is, in fact, a case where we do have ownership, because if you don't own you, somebody else does. It's mm. as simple as that. And, uh, and I think whenever this is a public discussion, that should be the period at the end of the sentence that you know, any negotiation is coming down to that. And I think we know where that leads to. So uh, I, I think that debate can be settled very quickly. So now when it comes to creative works, if an artist owns their likeness and the style of their music and they are being, it's being held out that it's, here's a, a song the Beatles didn't do, I think we really need to, to sort of give that ownership back to the artist and um, and whoever is owning their works at that point if they've passed, certainly their family or, or something of that level. I think we're in Wild West City right now. So that side, I, I'm, I think we really have to go down that road uh, as a culture and as a society and have a mature conversation. But as far as the creativity, it is fascinating Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. But the six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you.